If you watch 60 Minutes and you own a home, well, you just got very nervous. The FBI's former head of cybercrimes warned homeowners that foreign and domestic thieves can steal your home. You didn't think they could walk off with it, but guess what? They can. They can do it all online. That's because home titles and mortgages are kept in databases that can be hacked. And if you have equity in your home, and I'm sure you do, here's how they get you. They simply forge your name onto your home's title, use your home as collateral to borrow cash, and stick you with the payments. That's right. No bank or identity theft program protects you from something like that. You need home Title Lock, America's leading title and mortgage guardian. For literally pennies on the day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage. If cyber thieves tamper with it, we mobilize to help shut it down. Look, you might already be a victim. I don't know because you are—you probably thought that it just happened to other people. If you're already a victim, here's how you find out. You go to HomeTitleLock.com, register for your free title scan, and report. That's a $100 value, okay, 100 bucks. You get it free with your sign-up. Don't let cyber thieves steal your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. What are you waiting for? Go do it. I want to explain something to everybody that tunes in to watch us or listen to us on a daily basis as we sit here in the sweltering heat of Studio 22. We are thankful that you are in the confines of your own home, sitting comfortably in your air-conditioned space. We love you, we appreciate you, but I want you to know that we're sacrificing in order to bring you great entertainment via the world of podcast. I am sitting across from the hot seat. My co-host today on the Chad Prather Show, the one, the only, Candice. She's again. the queen of the Ethiopians. She is royalty. We do not know her background. She's so mysterious. Very mysterious. I am going to, we're going to, here's what we're going to do, Puppet Master Mark. What we're going to do is we're going to sneak up on her one night while we're doing a road trip. We're out on the road somewhere. We're going to, we're going to go camping out and we're going to sneak up on her and we're going to swab her cheeks with a 23 and me. And we're going to find out and we're going to discover that she's really uh, from Budapest. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. she's She's from an Eastern Bloc country. I'm just going to keep a very high guard now. Here's the problem I have with you, Candace, is you're so dang smart. I try. You're really smart. Thank you. But you're so quiet and humble about it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) They told me earlier today, they said, we're thinking about letting Candace go. And I said, over Mark's dead body. No. Yeah, that would, uh, yeah, that's kind of scary to think about. Nope. I'm telling you, that's why no. I tell Bougie Sean. Very happy I tell here. Mark, I tell you, I tell uh, Metro Jason. I said, you guys have job security. Because if they ever try to get rid of y'all, they got to get rid of me. Coming for you, Beck. Party foul. Steve, who you could fire at any moment. Ooh. I fire him twice a day. I've Sitting over in the twice peanut Twice a day? Gallery. What are you talking about? Twice a day. And yet, here he sits. Here I sit. I fire him out on the road. And he's like, you can't fire me now. I still have to get home. And I'm like, bro. Not contractually. Not contractually. We've yes. never signed papers. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Not at all. Now, con- speaking of contractually, I'm married to this kid's mother, Brandon, the barn burner, because he's on fire sitting over there, hanging out. Dude, so you've been sitting here. You've been, you keep coming into the office. I feel like it's take your kid to work day. 
The beauty of it is you actually have things to offer. Yeah, What's only... it like being a 12-year-old kid in the 21st century? He's hungry Privileged. all the time. <laughs> it's pretty mean. It's fantastic radio. Yeah. I tell Steve, I'm like, just feed the kid. Steve's like, I'm tired of buying him food. Every three he's hours. He's adolescent. Every three hours, he's got to eat. He's like a six-month-old baby. Obviously, nobody's <laughs> ever been on the road with Party Foul Steve. <laughs> Party Foul Steve's like, man, I'm going to take a dump. Can we get to the hotel? Oh, my God, a prairie dogging. That's, that's once a day. Once Not a three day. times a day. Steve can't take a dump without taking a shower. He takes four showers a day. Hey. I'm I mean, clean. your hygiene is top-notch, dude, but your bowel control is ridiculous. I need a shower right now. It's hot. Steve, Steve senses when the toilet is near and safe. Uh, and safe? You have that problem, Candyzy? No. No. Okay, good. Not at all. answer that question. Mark, Thank how you. do you travel? How do your bowels travel? <laughs> Pretty well. I guess is that what I should say? <laughs> what kind of a question is that? So here's the beauty of it. I drink whiskey. Let me tell you something. You drink whiskey every day, you wind up with two things. Loose bowels and the gout. Got them both, but I'm regular, boy. I'll tell you something. If I eat something, it's ready to move on out. Hey, everybody, if you're still with us, we want to run off all the riffraff by talking toilet talk and having a fun time. Because that's what we do. We're boys in here in Studio 22. We're hanging out. This is Thursday afternoon. And things are going on in the world. We're going to talk to you. Potty talk, Mom. Potty talk, Mom. Whoa. Potty time, Mom. <laughs> Uh, if you didn't watch the episode, let me just say this. If you didn't watch the episode, it's episode 17, I think, 16 or 17. I think it's episode 17 of Humor Me on Blaze TV. you got to go to blazetv.com slash humor. Promo code CHAD, and you can get the first 30 days for free, but you might as well sign up. It's like 85 89 bucks. I don't know. You get the whole year. It's great. But we did an episode with my mother. It's called... Mom, I am famous, and it's fantastic. I will keep it for all of my life, uh, especially when my mom kicks it, and I can go back and remember her fondly, telling me to straighten up and clean up and all that. Don't kick it soon, Mom. I still need money. Um, it's a fun episode. Did you see it? Yes, I did, and well, that was a really good episode. Mom, 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 yeah. Like my mother there and my great aunt Shirley, they live next door to yeah. each other. They they should do We should do a whole show about Gloria and Shirley. It's really worthy of a whole show. If you watch that episode of Humor Me, like yeah. many people will probably petition for that because yeah. they're really good dynamics. So there's Southern Bells mm-hmm. that like say anything they want to say, but then they realize the Southern hospitality aspect gets in the way and they're like, oh, we shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly racking their brain to keep their uh, selves proper. But they're that also at that point in life where they really just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care what you think of me, and just add a margarita, and then it gets legit. Which which is pretty fun to watch. It gets right? pretty serious. <sighs> anyway, I'm their agent. If we decide to do that, by the way, noted. There's nothing going on in the news. Not Let really. me tell you something, Alyssa Milano. Do you want to know who's the boss? Donald Trump. You're welcome. Did you see where she called John Voight an F-lister? Yes. An F-list actor? Yeah. That's she two notches would eat. above her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's, a, she's a double K. The, the 
funny thing about that is he is still doing theatrical studio work in mm-hmm. major motion pictures and mm-hmm. has been forever. He's an Academy Award winner. He is a Golden Globe winner. She's literally won nothing. Nothing. Correct. She did Who's the Boss and Charmed and, you know, some movie about a cat. I don't know. She's pulling at zero. She's got nothing. So, so, but she comes out because he did a video where he said that Donald Trump is the best president since Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? Speak honestly, Candice. I think there's different presidents for different times. That's how you have to look at it, right? I, I do agree with that. And I think you have to, regardless of who it is, I think you have to interpret men based on the times in which they live. Exactly. Like, that's why we can't go back and really judge our hist- yeah. like history based on today's yeah. standards because it was a different time. We weren't around. How are we to know? Now, personally, look, I think that Donald Trump is going to go down in history as a guy who was constantly persecuted for doing everything he promised he would do. Right. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to do what he promised to do. Exactly. He's trying to uh, defy the whole concept of being a politician. Right. But to say he's the best president since Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. That's tough. Now, I appreciate what somebody like John Voight and John Voight. It's funny. You can go up into the Hollywood Hills there. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a little deli cafe. You can go up there. He eats breakfast there every morning. So if you go up there, you're going to run into John Voight. He's in there. A lot of times he's getting takeout and he's doing it, but you can say hello to him or whatever. My manager out in L.A., he'll tell you the name of it right now. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a great place. We've had breakfast there a few times. Seen John Voight. So for him to come out and say that, I appreciate what he's trying to communicate, and that is um, here's a dude trying to do what he promised he would do. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. But now the Mueller report, as we're aware of, so – Yesterday, Bob Mueller comes out and does a presser, and it's his first time he's spoken since the Mueller report was released, and he basically said there was no – we did not say that Donald Trump didn't commit a crime, but we also can't – we weren't trying to um, – we weren't trying to convict him of a crime either, so – because you can't – you can't indict or whatever a sitting president. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that we were trying to find him guilty of something. Although we didn't find him guilty of something, we weren't trying to say he wasn't guilty of something. Now, if you're, is this making sense to you, Puppet Master, at all? Like, like, like you may have, Candice, you may have attempted to commit murder at some point in time in your life. Okay. We don't know that. Right. But you could have. Now, we weren't trying to find out if you did attempt to commit murder Mm -hmm. but that's not what we were going for because we really weren't out to get you but we can't say 100 percent that you have never in your life attempted to commit murder now do we know if she committed murder well based on this report we don't know but she could have this bunch of dog vomit pablum is what we're up against with this Mueller report and that's why i say the dude has been in the democratic pocket this whole time because now immediately immediately as soon as he's done with that press release or mm-hmm. his, his little press conference cory booker comes out there and says okay based on these evidence this evidence these facts it is up to us to now begin to impeach maxine waters said lie trump he's a lie paul star love it baby have it crazy fooling 
ugly man, bad hair, orange face. God damn him impeached him. Impeached. She didn't say exactly <laughs> that, but it was basically that. Paraphrasing, yeah. Lying, bone, stop paying tax evading. Sound like a Ric Flair going into the wrestling ring, right? Yeah. Gonna ride that space mountain. Woo! Limousine riding. Ferragamo wearing. Hairspray spraying. You and that's what we got. Because she was ready to. She was ready. She's ready to impeach. Based on what? Not much. Based on what? I mean, this. I'm so. Donald Trump. No one 20 years ago said one of these days we want to paint the perfect leader and it's going to be Donald John Trump. Nobody. But here comes this dude who lays aside his lifestyle and says, okay, I'm for America. I'm going to do these things. And he's accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. But my God, a persecution. People. But I mean, we're already like 2020. We're almost there. So it's lasted the entirety of the first and here's the thing here's the thing people if you're listening here's what's going to happen if they attempt this impeachment thing Mm -hmm. it's going to fail and fail miserably because they have nothing exactly but it doesn't mean they won't try i hope they do i really truly hope they do because it's going to end up in an embarrassment And it's going to end up in a 2020 landslide for Donald Trump. The only thing, the only thing that can stop Donald Trump from being elected in 2020, I want you folks to listen to me and listen to me real good, is unnecessary tariffs, for instance, with our relationships with China, and that can hurt us, or unnecessary wars. If we get into some kind of war, somebody put a muzzle on John Bolton because the dude's crazy. I like him. My kind of crazy, but he's crazy. You, you like he got, him because he's crazy. Well, he likes to fight. So all I'm saying is Donald Trump, if the economy stays the same, employment stays the same, the, the stock market stays the same, and I think we, we're going to be okay there for at least another 18 months, mm-hmm. Donald Trump wins in a landslide. The only, the only potentially two states that won't go for Donald Trump are going to be New York and California. And I think New York goes for Donald Trump. Do you realize that with how many, 10, 11 million people in New York City? Everybody talks about the New York City bubble. Mm-hmm. Only about 1.5 million of those people vote. It's Let it ring thing. through your head. Yeah. Only, but see, everybody assumes that there's 10 million people there and they're all voting. They're not voting. Only about 1.5 million people in New York City are voting. The rest of the state, by and large, is red, unless you get up into crazy places like Rochester. And I do love y'all in Rochester, but there's, you know, a lot of liberals up there. So what happens, and because I know a lot of the talk right now is that, like, they're attempting to kind of counteract any possibility of Russian collusion in future elections. So hypothetically, he wins in 2020. What stops them from continuing this on for four more years? They're definitely going to do it. How could anyone, this is their reasoning, how could anyone in America in their right mind vote for Donald Trump? They don't understand this concept of, so for instance, Jade, my wife Jade. Allison, I'm going to talk to you. Allison's sitting over here. She's half in the bag. 
Good God. Bless your heart. We have this certain group in Fort Worth, Texas, called the Fort Worth Girl Gang. They've come out at me mm-hmm. with their claws out. Mm-hmm. These are some of them are, you know, musicians, independent musicians that I've supported over the years financially and with our presence and being there. And we've been friends with them. I could text some of them right now, but they've come out, you know, and, and some of my friends they've come out attacking us because it's just a little feminist group and stuff like that. One girl posted a picture yesterday. I hope you're listening to. Come at me, boo. Come at me. The, this one girl, she said, she said uh, she was wearing, uh, I think the hat was like a make racism bad again hat. Okay. And she said, over my shoulder is a girl wearing um, a, a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. She goes, basically, I can't even, I just want to go vomit. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to. And then everybody's like, scratch your eyeballs out. You know, go over there and tell her what's up. Teach that fool a lesson. And I'm like, you're sitting here saying make racism a bad thing again, which is, in essence, make hate a bad thing again. Mm-hmm. Somebody's over there supporting the president. You are you are the essence of what fuels racism. You're doing this. You know what I'm saying? It's working against yeah, you're, them. You're hating. You're, you're, you're basically saying... Make hate bad again, but then you're hating on. Yeah. So instead of instead of a skin color, it's a hat color. Yeah. That you have the problem with. And these people are losing their minds. My, now, my point to all this stuff is, we have a president who, you know, that that was the only thing. Like, what's the worst thing you can call somebody? A racist or a Nazi, mm-hmm. right? And that's what everybody. If you're conservative, if you even lean that way, you think that way. You're a racist or a Nazi. I mean, when we live in a world where Candace Owens is being called a white supremacist and she's a black lady, it's dumb. Um, so that's that's the thing is here's Donald Trump who's come out there. Donald Trump's not a racist. He's not a racist. Does he say dumb things sometimes? Yes. But the guy is not a racist. Everybody mm-hmm. says dumb things sometimes. That's true. DJT says a lot of dumb things a lot of times. Because he's not a wordsmith. Mm-hmm. He's not a statesman. He's not a politician. He's not a philosopher. He's not some guy that's coming out and saying, okay, let me write the speech and here's my soundbite for everybody to hear. Mm-hmm. He's a counterpuncher. He's a contractor from Queens. And yes, he doesn't have the cleanest mouth. He's, he's a contractor from Queens. <laughs> and everybody will say, oh, my God, this guy, he's a horrible, horrible person. He's really not. But speaking on the lines of like the hat, um, there was an article, I think, yesterday that came out and a young boy was pictured in his school yearbook wearing the Make America Great Again hat and they blurred it out in the yearbook photo. <sighs> they went to all those lengths to make sure that it was blurred in the yearbook that was going to go out to all the families and all the kids in the school. This wow. pisses me. I mean, that's the kind of thing that wears me out. So, so Steve, I'm not going to ask you who you voted for in the 2016 election because I know you're a liberal. <laughs> and I know you love Hillary Clinton. I, knew I know it. I know all that. But do did did Russia help influence your vote? Now uh, think about it. Did they help influence Was there anything that Russia did? Did you receive a phone call, a social media message, an email? No, but if they would have sent me a big check. Did the KGB <laughs> come in and twist your arm with an ice axe to your head? I mean, did they what happened? Zero. Oh, you. Oh, your Zilch. vote could have been bought. I see how that goes. Yeah, maybe. Mark, did it I happen? Was voting to you? that way anyway. If he sent me a check, I'd... 
Yeah, I never had any Russians show up in my apartment, oddly enough. It's, <laughs> I don't know why, but they never came, so. Candace. I was waiting for... You were wanting something? Something, man. but nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Cold shoulder. If you want to... I mean, Russia surely tried to interfere with our election, just like they have in every single election. Just like we do. Just like we do in every country we're involved in. We try to affect... Okay, so so let me just elections. put it... Let, let's just real talk here. Let's real talk this. So let's say we start interfering in an election. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some big, broad election that's out there. It's not that we have this choice, per se, of one candidate over another. It's just that they're geopolitical enemies, and we want to mess with them. Like, can we disrupt what you're doing? And I know that everybody wants to think that we're all saints here on the globe, but we're not. Nope. That's why we have the CIA. That's why they have the, what is it, the, what is the KGB now? SRV, whatever. I don't even know anymore. But that's why they have it. We want to disrupt each other's flow. And, and that's why, like, uh, what was it, the embassy in, where was it, Cuba, when they were sending the sound waves oh, yeah. at the U.S. embassy and everybody got headaches that's because right. they were, look, that that's what it is, man. We're not friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. It's not the deal. So it's not that Putin, like I believed Putin, I just love saying Putin, I believed Putin when he said, look, we didn't really know who Donald Trump was or what he was going to do or that he was even had a chance to win. Mm -hmm. You know, at the first summit they had, he goes, oh, you know, he kind of laughed it off. There's a part of me that believes that because I'm an American and I didn't think Donald Trump had a chance to win. Yeah. Hillary Clinton didn't think he had a chance to win either. (laughs) No. I mean, you want to talk about collusion and stealing an election. Let's talk about Hillary Clinton stealing the DNC nomination away from Bernie Sanders. Yep. Bought and paid for. That's a fact. And he took it. Donna Brazil admitted that they were bankrupt and Hillary Clinton bailed them out. Mm-hmm. And he rolled and, and Bernie rolled Bernie over and rolled took over it. and took it. Yeah, because he said, "Do you and think she could win?" And now you're now he's trying to run. Why would you even want to vote for him? That's somebody that's going to roll over. Yeah. So right. so here's my thing. Ridiculous. Here's my thing. And I have people who comment on here and they're we like when you used to do funny stuff, man. We just politics suck. You suck. And here's another thing. Twenty years from now, you're gonna be happy that we were using this platform to talk up for freedom and life because you're gonna be dead from socialism and a bullet from the back of the head. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Is that funny? <laughs> huh? Bert? Skip, Brett, Todd, Todd, John, Earl. Hey, you didn't name a single. <laughs> yeah. You didn't name Candace a single. Is pulling, Candace is pulling a heat over here. She's like, I'm uncomfortable. I wish I'm just going to sneak away. You didn't away. name a woman while you were spouting off names. No, yeah, this dude that always true. talk smack. Okay, so did you. Let's talk about the world we live in. Okay. I'm going to talk about the world we live in. This is where people are stupid. People are crazy. You don't think people are crazy? Let me prove it to you. Massachusetts. Teenagers. You see where they helped save a guy from drowning? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Group of teenagers. They saw a dude, a victim. That's nice. Bobbing in the Chestnut Hill Reservoir. They were walking along beside the lake there. This was last Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Teens got a police officer. 
and said there's trouble in the water. Police officer says, as I approached them, two of them ran up to my car, and there was a body in the water. Officer ran to the lake, confirmed there was indeed a man lying motionless in the water, and uh, didn't have a lot of time left. He was obviously drowning. The officer pulls the guy out of the water, and he noticed a tattoo on his hand. <laughs> now, who found him? Some Jewish kids. Exactly. Saved his life. But the tattoo. What was on the tattoo? It was, was a swastika. A swastika mm-hmm. on the man's hand. Mm. The officer said, look, I was pulling him out of the water. I observed he had a swastika on his hand. I kind of let the gentleman know sometimes good deeds have a funny way of, of turning around. The the teens, the teenager's good deed had a, a little bit of a twist to it. So, uh, and they said they had no regrets about helping save the man's life. Mm-hmm. That because was a- they value human life. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't go checking people's labels before you save them. I mm-hmm. mean, that's the thing. We don't look at humanity and say, okay, are you wearing a MAGA hat? Are you, do you have this tattoo on your body? That, are you this nationality? And that goes along with what we were saying on Tuesday with, like, disaster relief. They don't go door-to-door and ask about your politics before they offer to help you, right. you know, in the midst of a hurricane and, you know, tornadoes and stuff like that. It's just about helping people. Look, we were after Hurricane Harvey and our guys with Rednecks with Paychecks, we sent all those vehicles down there. We brought supplies and supplies, and folks went down there and helped out and worked out. And then, you know, uh, President Trump and Melania came back for the second time and visited with uh, our group and visited with the uh, Cajun Navy. And, you know, there were African-Americans in there. There were Cajuns. There were I mean, there, there was all different folks. And nobody sat around saying, oh, well, we shouldn't go in there and visit with the president or we shouldn't accept any help because we're of a different color. And you know what? The people that were down there getting rescued, there wasn't about, hey, we're going to check your card here. We're going to see your your identity before we do all that stuff. And all the highways that were backed up with people in their boats, like just going, they didn't ask questions or they just had a mission and they were willing to give up their time to help others no matter what. Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, you... uh, if you will spend time talking to your actual neighbors rather than your virtual neighbors, you'll find out that the world gets along with itself a lot better. Exactly. Then, you know, there's a real world and a virtual world. I don't go into the restaurant, start asking people what their political affiliations are so that I can start arguing with them. People are a lot more braver, like behind a keyboard than they are face to face. That went back to our interview with Kendall Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, a while back when she said she's never had a bad interaction face to face with somebody, but she receives all those comments and threats yeah. via social media, but she's never come across somebody who was actually mean to her face to face. I want to read you. Uh, people get real ballsy on a keyboard. <laughs> is that a, is that a, a, can I say ballsy? You just yeah, did. you can say ballsy, Steve. You just yeah. did. I want to So my friend, Suzanne Vinker, Suzanne, she's an author, columnist, relationship coach. Uh, She's one of those that kind of fights the third wave feminism. She wrote an article yesterday for the Washington Examiner. And her headline is this. And you got to be careful with this, Mark, because let me tell you something. People Mm -hmm. have their sacred calves, right? Like you don't mess with these. Headline, Taylor Swift just proved my point about feminism's harm on millennials. 
She said that uh, Taylor Swift gave an interview during a promotional tour in which a German reporter asked her if she uh, has children or family on her mind since she turns 30 this year. Uh, Now, Suzanne goes on to say, she said, I could feel compelled to write that this question shouldn't be asked of any woman as it's no one's business but hers. But the question got asked. So she responded, Taylor Swift. She said, I really do not think men are asked that question when they turn 30. So I'm not going to answer that now. Let me tell you, so Suzanne tends to, she'll be a guest on the podcast here soon in studio. Suzanne tends to tag me in certain tweets that she does. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I love her opinion. I love her position and her way of going about it. Uh, But she caught hell over this. Mostly because how dare you talk about Taylor Swift. I mean, sacred, right? Taylor Swift. How dare you? That's a big fan base to get attacked by. Huge. This one girl was just going at her, you know, call her. She said, you're a first class, all these things. And she and so she goes, I went and read I read this article. She said she's she's like, you know, she was talking all this women are stronger than men stuff and all this. And I said, she said, I went and read some of your page and I immediately got nauseous and went and vomited. And so I commented, and it's the only comment under this whole thing that I did. I said, well, maybe you should man up and be stronger. <laughs> and she said, you're, that's sexist, bro. And I was like, and some other guy chimed in and said, no, it's actually really good advice. Um, but she said, uh, here's a news flash for Taylor Swift and other young women who didn't get the memo. No one asks men the same question because men don't have a biological clock. Women do. What do y'all think about that? I think that's false. Yeah, I agree with Steve. You're just getting started, kid. What do you think, Candace? About the fact that they asked her the question? Or just that women have, like, men don't get asked that because men don't have a, quote, biological clock. I mean, I I don't see the point of taking offense to that question. Because, yeah. I mean, only women can have children, so it's kind of like... But at the same time, I've got friends, you know, they're males are 30 years old. And they're like, what am I doing with my life? I, I want to get married. I want to have children by now. And they, you know, and I think that's that kind of there's something in there that's definitely tells them to, you know, they want marriage. They want fatherhood. All that kind of stuff. So I think. And there right. there is a reduction of things like testosterone and sperm count and things like that. I mean, that's a valid argument. Start running out of time. But guys typically don't sit around thinking, oh, my God, I'm 35. I haven't had a kid yet. Uh, let me, you know. I think there's probably more out there than you would think. Maybe. Yeah, I mean. Because they're not going to say it. I can't, I can't tell you 100%, but if I was, you know, pushing... 35 i would probably be you know hey, yeah 12 years even, old you have, can't wait to have you ever even yeah, well, yeah. 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 Stop. yeah. don't talk anymore i'm <laughs> sure you're on puberty yet but i think everyone kind of questions that at some point right whether you're a man or a woman now, i think it's like a outlandish to taylor question. swift's defense mm-hmm. it's not a question that should be asked like i would never as a personal friend of yours i would never say hey have you thought about starting to have kids now? I mean, like that's dumb. like that's that's just inappropriate and rude. Yeah, and you know, like, that's a Joe Biden move. Like yeah. when he put his hand on the shoulders of the ten year old the other night and said, 
Oh, I'm sure you're as bright as you are good looking. Now that one, yeah, it's and everybody interesting wants one. to say though that's not creepy. That's just Joe being sweet to a kid. If I walked into our workplace with uh-huh. all the women that work here, mm-hmm. and I said, "Hey, I'm sure y'all are as bright as you are good looking," I think that would go here, over put well. His for hands you. on my shoulder and said that I would be creeped out. Yeah, call HR. I mean, that's creepy. So. So she goes on in the article. Here's another question I want to ask. She said, over Memorial Day weekend, my husband loved the guacamole someone brought to the party and suggested I get the recipe and make it. At which point, his 34-year-old niece, whom I love dearly, said, you can make it yourself, you know, Bill. That's exactly what I mean when I said we've underestimated feminism's influence on young women. Such knee-jerk assumptions about marital roles loom, loom large. They see sexual inequality Everywhere, even where none exists. So, like, should her husband, Bill, have not said that? I mean, I don't... It's not really an offensive... Like, like if you were married and your husband looked at okay. you and said, Candace, get this recipe and please make it for me. Is that a sexist comment? No. Because, like, I could turn around and then say that to him. I, I, yeah, because you me. could turn around and say, this... this uh, Boston butt pork roast is fantastic. Would sure. you grill this? Would you smoke this? Yeah, it's the same thing, just reversed. Yeah, I don't there's nothing wrong, in my problem. opinion, of having gender, perceived gender roles, right? Right. Like, if, if my niece said to me, you can make it yourself, Chad, and I'd be like, yeah, but I want it made right. That's why I'm asking her to do it. Exactly. Like, I'm not, if I try to go make guacamole, it's not going to come out like guacamole. No, it's not. <laughs> but that's my point. But I also like for me personally, I don't go through life like like highlighting those moments. Yeah. Like those are it's you guys insignificant. hang out with me on a daily basis, an that's hourly true. basis. I don't even try to say appropriate things. Like I just say what I'm thinking. I make jokes and it's like, boom, there it is. This is what I'm thinking. And mm-hmm. if you can't laugh it off, this is not the place for you that's a big portion of it like yeah. we joke around we have fun we laugh it off and then we start the day all over again you know we'll see yeah. at the yeah. end of the day if i looked at my wife and i said well, could you could you get the recipe and, and do this first of all it should be understood that i love my wife that we value our relationship and she feels valued Okay. She feels well, honored and valued. I'm not demeaning her. It's not like I'm grabbing some stranger off the street and say, Hey, you're a woman, and I like freaking guacamole. Here's an avocado, chick. <laughs> Make me a sandwich you know? while you're at it. Give me a sandwich. <laughs> that is a good foundation. To ha- like, it's a established foundation that but you see, people have. seem to forget that foundation. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, that's a sexist comment. How dare you think that a woman... Well, y- well yeah. They stay out of looking- my house. Because we talk some smack. Okay, so Allison... My sister and best friend and, and person that keeps my brain straight sitting over there half in the bag, Allison. Look, the only There's way I can get a rise out of you is if I say you're half in the bag. You're looking at me through dead eyes. Don't look at me <laughs> like that, Allison. Allison is the best cook I know on the planet. And I know a lot of chefs. I, sure. I mean, she knows how to she knows she knows how to cook. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's good. Now she doesn't eat because she weighs a hundred pounds. She doesn't eat it, but she cooks it. That's therapy for you, right, Allison? You're good at it. Now, is it sexist for me to say, I want your uh, turkey spaghetti or chicken spaghetti? And I really do want your chicken spaghetti. <laughs> it's the best freaking thing you've ever put in your mouth. And I know everybody's going to comment right now and say, oh, I make a good chicken spaghetti. 
No, you don't. <laughs> Not compared to Alex. No, you I'm don't. sorry. You probably think your feet are pretty too. No, you don't. <laughs> with your bossy toe. I like but chili spaghetti. But there's nothing spaghetti. wrong with that. Huh? I like chili spaghetti. Chili spaghetti? No, yeah, it's I can't good. get around that either. I can't even, even picture that. Yes. I started to throw up and about baked that the other day. with cheese on top. Just, mm-hmm. just, just no. But no, I mean, it's not sexist. No. Come on, man. I think there's a lot of weight put on things that really just don't matter. That's in the right. Long run. So, so when I come in here and I'm hanging out with you guys, or I'm in the studio, or I'm over in the offices, or whatever, and I start making jokes like I make jokes. And people are like, oh, my God. Like, I say things that if I were Kevin Hart or somebody, they'd be like, oh, my God, he's in trouble. I'd be on the National Enquirer. I'd be in People Magazine. Uh-huh. But for me, I'm like, go kiss my butt. I it's, don't care what y'all. Like, come on. It's Because you know I love you. Exactly. You know I'm with you. I give you my shirt off my back. Mm-hmm. And you vomit, but I'll give you my shirt off my back. Precisely. I'll give you anything. I'll give you the last dollar in my pocket. I don't care. You know I love you. And it's all banter. It's, you yeah, know? And it's fun. And it's funny. So that's what we do. But people want to get offended, man. They can't handle it. They cannot handle it. Joe Biden. Speaking of Joe Biden, he wants to increase teacher wages, boost funding for school districts with low-income students, and offer universal preschool for young children. So Mm -hmm. his campaign's first policy proposal calls for triple funding to the Title I, federal programs that direct funding to schools with many students from low-income families. So what that's going to demand is that those districts use the additional money to pay teachers competitive salaries and would modify the public service loan forgiveness program to help teachers pay off student loans. So a deal like that, first of all, I appreciate the sentiment behind it. Mm -hmm. I do, because he said, how do we increase the dignity of work? How do we increase the professionalization of how you're treated unless we pay you what you're remotely entitled to? And you know, expanding the Title I funding would also mean three- and four-year-old children would have access to preschool. I have always said there are two jobs that should be harder to get and they should get paid more. Police officers and teachers, educators. That's a good, yeah. It should be harder to get those jobs than what it is. Mm-hmm. But they should get paid more. They should get, they should, there should be more qualifications involved, but it should be a higher paid job. Because they have an insanely important job. It's incredibly right? important. I agree with that. They, I mean, they got to put it with kids like me. Like they need to be paid a lot yeah. more. You remember that when it's time for you to respect your teachers at school, sucker. But you know that that's that's one of those things where, like, I don't know what the solution is on that. Yeah, and I think it's not just a one one and done situation. I think there's a right. lot of moving parts to that. Um, but yeah, it's not just funneling more money into a system that might not work as it is. So you know, everybody, everybody's talking about paying $15 living wage, you know, an mm-hmm. hour to a McDonald's worker. Okay. Somebody can go to college, get a four year degree, get a bachelor of science, bachelor of arts, and then they go to a master's degree in childhood education or whatever it may be. And then they're going to go in and their starting salary is going to be what? 45, $50,000 the first mm-hmm. year out of the, that's not a great wage. I mean, it's a wage, but it's not a great wage. You know, and, and there's there's tends to be great retirement with public education. There tends to be good benefits for that. But that's not a mm-hmm. great wage. And these fa- these people are molding the and shaping the minds of our children. And <clears throat> I just think we've sold it short. I mean, all you got to do is look at party foul, Steve. Hey, my mother was a high school English teacher for 30 God, years. She should have done so much better. And my dad so was a better. police officer for 30 years. So, um, so how did you I had the, come out from that? 
Oh, Brandon's all mouthy in here today. And that's what it goes back to, though, because like you look at schools and you have to think of it as a lot of people have been told like, oh, if you're going to be a teacher, you have to do it because you love it, not because of the pay. Yeah. So there are people who are in it for the right reasons. But I do agree, like it should be a harder job to get. And as a part of that more selective process, there should be higher salaries involved. I agree. I agree. You want to you want to deal with this whole idea of you know the police and, and and this stuff with you know the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that and yes there have been shootings that were unjustified again it's a statistical thing that has been blown out of proportion because we could we could rattle that cage all day long but hey make it make it more difficult and a more skilled job no disrespect to the people who have the uniform and the badge but make it a more difficult job and i think it was like dallas county correct me if i'm wrong but they were struggling with getting recruits just to be police officers because they didn't want to deal with all the drama who would and, want to and the pay no. So they and were God trying bless to... our police officers. God bless yeah. men and women. I'm telling you, you put that badge on. Anybody knows. I support them as much as anybody can. God bless them. But yeah, it, it just needs to be more to it going on. Mm-hmm. So they need to make more money. Is what I'm trying to say. Some really qualified people out there. Uh, Cornell West. I love to hate that guy. This is a pretty interesting one. You know, well, Cornell. If you don't know who Cornell West is, he's a Harvard University philosopher. And uh, he's complaining about Joe Biden because, you know, Joe Biden, if you go back a few years, he authored a pretty big crime bill, uh, 1994. He said that uh, that if he doesn't get off his symbolic crack pipe, <laughs> that Trump is going to win uh, based on all the he's going to, you know, Biden's going to lose the black voters and Trump's going to win. And he said in the Washington Examiner, um, he said, Trump tweeted Monday that blacks will not be able to vote for politicians associated with the law, which Biden defended this month by saying it did not generate mass incarceration. Now, here's the thing about Trump and what Trump's done really, really well, because this Mm -hmm. prison reform thing, because he's come out really strong in this criminal justice reform. And. There's a lot of folks who have come out and said, mm, even even Van Jones came out. Exactly. And Van Jones is left to left. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like he's way out there. Even Van Jones at CPAC, which we were at, he said, uh, that's one area where the Republicans are beating the Democrats because they're, Democrats aren't doing anything on criminal justice and prison reform. And Trump's doing it all. And it says, like, that he's going to have a really good chance if that continues the way it's been going to get a large slice of the vote because that's what matters to them, right? And they've been going through a lot of um, – what's the bill where – the one that Kim Kardashian is behind? Yeah. And that one. Like, that has been releasing a lot of people who were – Getting them out. Yeah, exactly. As, as it should. And that's what people have been wanting to see for a really long yeah. time, and he's finally putting it to work. Well, Biden created it, and that's what Cornell West is saying. And he says he's going to have to take responsibility, acknowledge the contribution he made to something that was not a force for good. Uh, he says, but we all make mistakes. But this was a major, major bad judgment. We have to tell the truth. Why can't you just Why can't you just say, okay, look, yes, I'm a Democrat, mm-hmm. but Trump's doing a pretty dang good thing. They can't. Well, first of all, as I've said a million times, and I was quoted on a couple of podcasts in the last week of saying, and I'll say it again, Donald Trump is not a far right 
politician. He's not. He's a middle, if not middle, left of center politician. He makes very moderate decisions. Mm -hmm. These guys have to get so far out on the left to try to make him look far right that they wind up looking like fools. Donald Trump's not a racist. It's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. Now, he says things thinking that he's either being funny or just cute, whatever. Mm -hmm. He says dumb things. We've talked about that. Yeah. And I in mean, this episode, what politician hasn't said dumb things, though? Yeah. You have to rule it out like that. Yeah. I mean, all, Hillary Clinton. Come on. They've all took like missteps. There is no perfect person or politician. Yeah. Hillary Clinton, who says all y'all look alike. I mean, come on. Can you imagine if Donald Trump? Mark, <laughs> I had to sneeze. Bless you. I'm allergic to Candice. Probably. It's the Ethiopian. Allergic to Ethiopians. Can you imagine? Is Donald Trump going to win the election in 2020? Party foul, Steve, your take, go. Yes. As long as the economy stays like it is, because people vote with their pocketbook. Unfortunately, you're right. They Agreed. Hmm. Brandon? Donald Trump election? Yeah. 2020? Um, you're 12. Are you going to be voting? No, I think I'll, I think you'll I'll be thirteen by then. You can vote out on this one. You gonna sit it out? I think he has a very good chance. A very good chance. It's hard to get out an incumbent, Mark. I think Steve makes a great point that uh, if the economy stays good, people will probably vote for him. Candy C. I think yeah, exactly. He'll probably win, but it will reignite everything that just happened the past four years. We're gonna repeat it all over and, again. To an extreme level. So we think it's ridiculous now. Wait till 2020. If he wins re-election, it's going to be absolutely insane. I think Donald Agreed. can, uh, I think he can handle it. Today <laughs> is Thursday, May 30th. Mark it down. The next president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. 2020. It's going to be Hillary Clinton. Please, God, let me be wrong. For this episode of the Chad Prather Show, I love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.